Maine Roundup Project. <laughs> Bishop, what's going on? It's it's your hosts. It's it's your host Ashley Bishop and Daniel Ettinger bringing you the Humane Roundup Podcast. Good morning. Good morning. I don't know if you can hear, but I have a cold. You you sound a little uh, rougher. I'll say well, that. I mean, that's I mean, fair. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. How are things going up in Wisconsin? Oh my god. I am so sick of Mother Nature's like temper tantrums. Oh Mother Nature. She's snowing on you? Uh we actually had no school on Wednesday. I'm sorry. We had a virtual day on Wednesday because literally it rained all night and then froze, so we had a quarter inch of ice everywhere. Oh. So I'm That's... over it. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of Maybe fun. Maybe I need to move down to uh, Florida or something. Yeah, our our guest that we'll have on here today is in Florida, so it'll be uh, fun to talk about their weather. What, uh, what I was going to ask you about uh, some... Oh, you know what it is coming up next week? I think it's next week. <gasps> yeah, it's next week. A- ACO Appreciation Week. It is. Does your department do anything for you? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... It, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, at this time, we have one officer, uh, but we're we're down two. Um, so, but I still want to do something nice. That's awesome. No, I I don't think that they frequently even have an idea um, that there is such a week. I I was surprised when one of the captains came to me this year and was like. Hey, we put you on Facebook because it's um, National Women's Day. Oh. Which they they literally posted every female officer in the department. But in my nine years with this department, I think this is the second time that they've ever made the post and included me in it. So. Well, that's nice of them. It is. It is. I mean, it's just, it's got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. If you could have a, like, if, all right, if you had a magic wand for your department to do something for you for the appreciation week, what would it be? Honestly, it just, just a recognition or like a, a card that said, you know, um, thank you for helping me on this case. Your, your information was very valuable or, or things like that, yeah. just so that they recognize that. I work in a specialty field and that I have not more than them, but better, different knowledge than them um, and that, that it's useful. Yeah, it is useful. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So what about I want, you? I want candy. <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from this stuff. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Give me sweets. That's what I want. Just because you're a sourpuss. Wow. <laughs> I just wonder what our listeners want. Do they want, you know, a gift card? Do they want lunch? Do they want, you know, are, are there certain things that they want that um, would make them feel more appreciated? I like sharing, like, cases and stuff. So, like, an opportunity to talk about, you know, what we did on this case or what we did on that mm, case. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's that goes a long way, too. So, it, And it just builds that camaraderie, I think. Yeah. Definitely does. Definitely does. Well, 
We'll see what happens next week. We'll have some fun episodes coming up as well to cover that. Yeah. I'm excited. So, yeah. So, I um, anything else case-wise going on or... Um, I had a real strange one this week. What did you have? We got a report of somebody saying, oh, I went outside at, you know, five o'clock this morning. There was a van with a dog in it and it's 3 p.m. now. And the dog in the van is still there. Okay. And I went and checked and I mean, the temperature wasn't super chilled and dog obviously had, it was in a vehicle, so it was blocked from the wind. Mm-hmm. And there was like traveling gear in the back of the van. So I'm like, okay, dogs aren't allowed in the apartment complex. Maybe they're just visiting for the day. No big deal. Keep an eye on it. Let me know if it, you know, nothing changes. Sure. Next day, um, we get a call, same thing. And it had snowed the night before. So we're like, okay, well we can check for footprints in the snow. Cause it snowed early and no footprints in the snow. There's a regular license plate on the front, a temporary plate in the back window, and a handicap placard in the front window. Okay. All three of them come back to three different people, and none of these people have working phone numbers. Oh, no. So, um, we went into, when I say we, it was myself and a uh, parking specialist. Went into the apartment complex, knocked on every door, like, hey, oh, wow. anybody have any idea what's going on with this van? Uh, nobody had any idea. So then I took the dog and they marked the van up as abandoned and they were going to get it towed out of there. And then somebody contacted the shelter after the shelter put it up on Facebook and was like, yeah, I think that it was my cousin's dog. Gives us a fourth name. <laughs> whose phone numbers don't work and in, in this person's apparently homeless. Wow. So I literally have no way of contacting any about the, anybody about this dog. Wow. <laughs> so. Well, you can only do so much, right? Yeah. Well, in, in this case, it's one of those where the dog's probably better off at the shelter anyway and finding a decent home because he's one of those poorly, poorly bred, um, quote unquote pocket pits. I love those little things. Oh, and he's so sweet. Um, but his legs, oh my god, his legs, they just they bend and curve and uh, they probably bow all funny, right? Yeah, they're awful and they can't be comfortable. He needs he needs leg braces. <laughs> um so I'm excited that the shelter can potentially adopt him out and hopefully get him to a family that's willing to put the time and energy into getting him you know, some leg braces or something so that he can have a more fulfilling life, but That's nice. so poorly bred. Well, you know, it's, there's so many dogs like that, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah. as long as you can get it the help that it needs, I think that's the most important part. Yeah. And that, that's the part I'm excited for. Cause I don't think anybody, any of those other people would have cared. And of the three of them, the other three, the initial ones, they didn't even live in our city. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. it was just a weird case. I I went to a training this, this week, and I think I've heard of it before, but I've never 
never had like that exposure, uh, veterinary social work. And so mm. their, their whole thing is it's, it's almost like if you have a social worker ride with your PD in your jurisdiction, it's, it's kind of like that, but, and they're not veterinarians. They just use the name veterinary social work and they just, they do kind of the stuff that we're already doing a lot of us anyway, from a, a standpoint of like really providing resources. Clearly we're not like, um, social workers in the sense that we have our, our degree, but we have, you know, we, we deal with social situations like that and we try to provide outcomes and it was really cool. We're going to try to get her on the show. She agreed to it. So nice. stand, stand by for that in the coming weeks and just hear kind of uh, what the, what, what they're doing. So that that's was awesome. Cool, yeah. It was a really cool thing. And the, right. yeah, it was a training you went to, not necessarily a tr being trained because she's on staff with your department, right? No, exactly. It okay. was a training training we went to. Um, it was a large scale hoarding type training. Uh, it, they talked about other stuff as well, but um, it was pretty cool that, uh, that that she was there and could talk about uh, some of the you know the things that they do when they go out on these calls. So right, yeah, I thought it was pretty nice. interesting. Yeah, definitely. You think it's time? Should we bring our guest in? I think we should. I think we should too. Well, we're going to welcome Kelly Simpson from Florida. She's an ACO in Florida. And Kelly, I can't unmute you, so maybe you can unmute you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Kelly. How are you? I'm great. How are y'all? Good. Thanks for joining the Humane. Wait, the Humane Roundup podcast. <laughs> we have our own announcer and. And I just don't discourage him too much. He cries. That's awesome. <laughs> so Kelly, do you mind? Our listeners are probably like, who's Kelly Simpson? Like, we, we don't know who that is. So look, first and foremost, we brought you on the show because you received one of the free vests from Code 3. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But obviously, you're an, are you, you're an animal control officer. What is your title? I am. Well, I just inherited the animal control supervisor position. Um, oh, congrats. Wasn't expecting it, but hey, we'll roll with it. <laughs> well, I have been doing animal control for coming up on four years, and I'm, I'm retired Air Force, and, oh. you know, so I get to do, do a fun job now instead of, you know, selling my soul to the government. <laughs> um, I mean, in animal control, don't you kind of do that too I, a little bit? Yeah, but at least I enjoy this one more. I, I deal with more animals than I do humans, fortunately. Uh, um, but no, we're up in uh, the panhandle of Florida, so it's an interesting mix of a location because we've got the extreme rural areas with the, uh, the backwoods mentality, plus the touristy, you know, the redneck Riviera area. So mm. it's, it, it's a nice blend where no day is ever the same twice. <laughs> and, um, but no, it's, it's pretty cool up here. So how many exotics do you deal with on a daily basis? Not that many. Um, we do get the occasional, um, this weird lizards in my driveway. <laughs> It'll be a bearded dragon or um, a tegu. We've had some of those. Um, most of the big exotics we see more south and you know, the occasional, you know, hoarding situation where, where you might have something kind of cool. But um, I've got a, a current case that I'm working on now where, there was 
of course, you know, these calls always happen at 445 on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. you get called out to someone that was trying to do a home inspection because they're getting ready to sell the property. And the tenant had 19 dead animals and 15 <sighs> alive animals inside oh. of the house. And they were almost all uh, reptiles. I had a uh, five-foot-long blood python that had been liquefied in a Rubbermaid tub on the back porch. Um, There was a a flattened floof of fur, and turns out that was a rabbit that had died seven or eight months ago that was still in its habitat on the back porch. So stuff like that um, was kind of weird. And then I was informed that the wife was a practicing witch. Oh, and she complete with a cauldron room up in the up in the upstairs and their excuse for all this was well they just died and so i I wanted to keep their bones and the look on my face hadn't said it all because i had her on speakerphone and the person that lived there the husband they're they're splitting up and of course, there had to be kids involved. So that was the first thing, you know. Oh, no. Our job is so intertwined with DFS. Um, and and for our listeners that may not know, Department of Family Services. Thank you. Right. So um, the uh, thank God the kids didn't live there anymore, uh, but they had been living there up to a month ago. Hmm. Um, and you know, we get get to going through all this house and just animal after animal dead in an aquarium. And when I asked the gal, I was like, so what flavor of which are you? <laughs> and she says, Norse pagan. And I'm thinking, someone's watched too many episodes of Viking because this is not what Norse pagans do. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least she didn't say she went to Hogwarts because I was getting a little scared there. <laughs> At Aquarium nine and three quarters. <laughs> So the, 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 it was a lot of um, geckos and chameleons, you know, crusties. And, you know, they, they could have been great. The wife left them all behind and the guy had everything he needed. He had proper lighting. He had the humidity setups. They just needed water. And oh. he basically just let them, you know, perish. And so now I'm, I'm at the point 30 hours, you know, 30 man hours of, you know, documentation and investigation and everything. Now I'm just praying to God that the DA sees, you know, reptiles as animals, not just things, you know, it's one thing it's like a furry, you know, a cat, cat or a dog, right. but just hoping that they see it the way we do, that it was a life that just died, you know, an agonizing, you know, death. Oh, so. Isn't that, isn't that always the hardest part is just waiting to see what the next step is going to be because it's out of your hands at this point there's right. nothing you can do short of i mean we we've talked on the show with the aspca and their forensic lab and stuff and um sometimes they can try to reach out in a legal aspect um, and have their legal teams reach out so that might be an option you know depending on how that goes is maybe reaching out to them and just saying like hey Here's kind of what our DA's office is doing or thinking, but this they might need some help on how to proceed or something. So that might be an option for you. Right. Um, 
but that that waiting period of just waiting to find out what happens is some of the hardest so are you charging both the husband and the wife if she was in the state i would but she's already um left the state and gone to alabama which they even as close as it is they won't extradite for this um so do you have do you have any options so i know some jurisdictions or agencies as long as you mail a summons to the last known address in your state it still counts as being served I don't know. I would have to look that one up. Um, it, at this point, um, the husband knows that he's been stuck, you know, holding the bag. And at that, at the time of the investigation, and when we were all out there, we were out there till midnight that night. You know, it was six mm. hours on a Friday. Um, the police were ready to arrest right then and there. And I was like, "Hold on a second. Let me let me call up state's attorney and see if this is going to, you know, impede the progress. If you already start that clock." Um, and sure enough, um, our DA was, or, or sorry, our state's attorney was like, no, go ahead and do as thorough of an investigation as you can. We've got two years to prosecute this, but once we arrest, the clock starts ticking. Um, so we were able to be a little more thorough than, than most. One of the hardest parts about it is we were getting eaten alive by fleas. So we're having to somewhat rush while we were there on scene, but the next morning we were able to go back and weigh everybody and get pictures. Now here was the thing. I can't believe I pulled this off. Um, instead of just having him surrender over the live ones, I made him surrender over the dead ones too. So mm. they have to acknowledge that they were his pets. Okay. Oh. So I'm hoping this might, you know, get me more counts on the case. Um, since he had to surrender everything over to me that he had to acknowledge that yes, they were his. So we'll see how that turns out. You know, it was something, you know, trying to think on the fly, trying to get the most out, out of this case. Um, but I don't know. I'm hope just, I just hope that they see it as actual animals. Um, we did end up pulling a dog of course, you know, heartworm positive, you know, mm. you know, 30 pounds underweight, um, sweetest, you know, little pit bull ever. Um, but you know, I hope that's not my only count when we're all said and done. Well, and, and even if they don't count the deceased bodies as counts, it might give them some leverage of saying, Hey, we'll, we'll throw this out, you know, is, but we're keeping the charges for the live ones. Right. Um, I, I like to try to, in my cases, if I ever can have charges that I'm okay with them throwing out just mm -hmm. because typically they're going to one way or another. And that way, if you have something in there that you're not as worried about, it feels better when it's done. Right. Well, I got to say, I want an update on that <laughs> when it's said and done. Um, so we might have to have you back on just for an update because that's is she gonna come maybe if you can ever charge her maybe she'll end up in court with you know um I'm gonna try, and... I'm gonna try to add her. yeah exactly i'm gonna try to add her but you know you know how it is you know we're still in the deep south you know and as progressive as what florida laws are thankfully um you're dealing with Alabama, who is 49th in the U.S. for animal mm. laws. You know, I, that's where I, I started doing animal control and, you know, beating your head up against a wall, you know, repeatedly for, you know, 
the lack of prosecution on animal abuse cases, that mm -hmm. that's one of the easiest ways to burn yourself out. And thankfully, uh, we moved down to Florida to do, you know, our, our retired version of jobs. And thankfully, they were hiring up this way for doing animal control because it's, it's home. You know, I love it. That's awesome. That is awesome. So going back to you, Dan, I'm sorry if I'm jumping. No, you're good, here. do you? Yeah, okay. good. <laughs> um, going back to you winning the vest, with the department that you work for, do they typically issue vests? And how many people are within your department? They do not. This is a, a unique blend where we are a civilian um, humane society contracted by the county. Okay. Um, so we're very much not, um, law enforcement based. Um, and I, at the time when I got there, there was a lot of turnover with leadership that didn't even understand that we do deal with, you know, worse two-legged animals than we do four. Um, and especially with our rural areas, you know, it's touching Alabama, that mentality, that, the backwoods, you know, two A's, you know definitely exercised up there. Um, they'd, they'd just soon shoot you than talk to you in some of those places. The, <laughs> the leadership didn't understand that we deal with that all the time. Um, at my last apartment in Alabama, we had a um, police officer who took six rounds of a rifle to his head. We had been out there animal control had been dealing with the same guy in the same address six times prior to this kicking. Wow. Um, I went to the chief of police and I was like, Hey, you know, we've got more frequent flyer miles at that address than your police officers do. I feel like we need to have some vest. His response was, don't you think you can deescalate the situation? And I was like, <laughs> My my <laughs> next thing out of my mouth was, don't you think an 18 year police veteran could do the same? Yeah. You know, okay. and yeah. so I, I kind of played a little bit dirty, but I got my point across, you know, it was kind of one of those things. Um, and they ended up issuing them there. Funny, funny side note. As soon as I left that department, they pulled all of the vest from the other officers. Oh. So wait, I, wait, 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 what? Right? Yeah. Why spend the money if you're just, oh my God, I'm infuriated. <laughs> we were getting the leftover police ones, the ones that were expired. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you no, know, I, I, anything's better than nothing. I'd rather test an you know, expiration date, date than my, you know, my usual skin. Um, right. But, you know, and I told the ones that, that were still there, I was like, you know, if you guys get hurt on the job, you could own the city, you know, because they mm -hmm. took that gear away from you. Um, and so I used those examples when I got to my new um, agency and they were like, well, well, how much are those? And then I was like, well, you know, you get what you pay for. Um, but this, I had already had my order in with code three and they were in the process of shipping me one when I applied for the grant. So I essentially got the same one through the, through the grant program that I had already had on order and it was back ordered. <laughs> so it came at a, you know, it couldn't have come at a better time. So I, you know, this is the company that I wanted to go with because, you know, they're lightweight, they're easily worn, they're comfortable. Um, 
and you know being a woman and wearing body gear you know it you, you got to accommodate you know the, <laughs> there's yes. nuances there that you know you, you if you want to wear it you got to be comfortable and so that that was the best company that I could find online and thankfully they were the ones offering the grant so just for our listeners sake you don't necessarily have to name the company if you don't want to but on average it, what were you finding for cost about 600 is kind of like the average um that's you know, actually kind of low yeah that's not bad yeah. but that was you know the undercarrier i wanted the external you know and so that i ended up paying for my own you know external wear so that you can get some of that airflow um I don't, I don't know if you guys have been in, in the gear in the hot summer and when you have it under your shirt, you know, there's just no airflow. Mm-hmm. And so that was why I kind of wanted to push for that amount. So that was pre- pretty normal. It was about six, six to 700. Okay. So, and you got an outer for, from code three? I did. I did. Okay. Dope. That's awesome. <clears throat> that is awesome. So how many other... ACOs are within your department currently? Well, we've got five positions and there's just two of us right now. <laughs> so it's saying that I'm That's the like the common right. theme, no matter where you are. Yeah. And, you know, and even upping the pay scale, it's just, you know, getting good quality people in, you know, being able to be squeaky clean and pass a, a drug test. It will, I guess you're shooting for the moon at times. So, but. Well, I think it's time. Do you think it's time, Bishop? I think it's time. I think it's time. Lady Kelly... and yes. <laughs> I was just going to ask Kelly if she knew she was going to play a game. Oh, Kelly, do you know you're playing a game? No. Yeah, you well, play you... a game. <laughs> this game is called The Pick of the Litter, sponsored by the Humane Educators of Texas. Check them out, humaneeducatorsoftexas.com. Again, Humane Educators of Texas. The Pick of the Litter has no rules, no regulations. We give you choices. You talk through your choices. If you pick, what am I trying to say? There's no parameters. Just pick whatever the heck you want to pick. It's fun. That's why we call it the pick. Wait, that's why we call it the pick of the litter. (laughs) Give it up, Dan. (laughs) 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 I just can't with your voices anymore. Um, all right, Kelly, <laughs> let's start off. Um, van, truck, or SUV? Truck. Okay. You said you're a lot more rural out there and stuff, yeah. though. Yeah, we're okay. We got sugar sand and backcountry. And- <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. What the hell is sugar sand, yo? <laughs> it, it, it sounds glorious, but um, it is such dry, fine sand that as soon as you drive over it, you just sink up to your axles. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> that makes sense. Uh, cat, dog, or other? Dog. Okay. Oh, God. I'm going to fall out of my chair. <laughs> Hip hop, country, or rock? Country. I already was spelling that out. I can just hear it in your voice. <laughs> Once I popped off with y'all, as soon as I first started talking, <laughs> right? Here, here's her favorite song. It goes like this: I got that sugar sand. I got it here in my hand. I'm going down to fish and eat up some ham. All right, I'm done. Oh, don't don't quit your day job, Dan. <laughs> That's good country music. That's what that shit sounds like. I made that sugar sand. Okay, cool. 
Um, PD, nonprofit or municipality? Oh, honestly, I prefer PD. Have you worked for a PD before? I have. What was that? I have. Okay. Was that the one in Alabama? Yeah. There, there's, okay. there's some advantages to having the um, access to the radio systems and backup. And, you know, that that was one thing I can say about that department. If I called for help, they showed up on two wheels screaming around the corner. Duke's a hazard theme. The whole <laughs> so. That's awesome. <clears throat> um, bite or cruelty? Uh, cruelty. That one is definitely. In the lead. We yeah. know the next answer. Huh? Yeah. Body armor or none. Oh, definitely with. <laughs> uh, barking or stray? Oh, stray. Hands down. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more of those. I detest barking calls. Oh, me too. Hi, my neighbor's dog just was out on the patio at 4 a.m. And it woke me up and it barked for 37 seconds. I have it recorded. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And I really want to respond to those people. Move out to the country where you have no neighbors. Right. I have no neighbors. Sorry. Um, cell phone or radio? Cell phone. Or both. Or both. Um, it's like, it's cell phone. Okay. <laughs> All right, Kelly. We're, we're, we need you to keep the streak going on this one. Okay. Don't lead the witness. What? Don't lead the witness. I, I, I'm, I'm leading the witness. I don't know why. It, I don't know. Talking over each other today. I'm having issues. That's fine. It's all fine. In person or Zoom? Oh. If it's, if it's court, I like Zoom. Oh. All right. Okay. Well, let's see. You broke our streak. <laughs> no, that's just for court cases. But Okay. What about like trainings and that? In person. Okay. So what do I do? I do both. I guess I do both here. Yeah, I would do both. Yeah. Because it's all in how the person interprets the question. Okay. Do you have skunks in Florida? We do. Not many. Okay. We do. So skunk or DOA? DOA. Even when it's a melted snake in a tote? Yes. I, I can control where that splash is, where if I'm walking up on the ground. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. I, I, I'm sure. I'm only five foot tall, so I kind of run like a basset hound. So <laughs> That's awesome. I love the visual. I love it. Well, it's like, um, <clears throat> it's it's kind of like uh, the, the dog you were talking about early on, Bishop, you know, with the funny legs. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The pocket pitties. <laughs> um. Last one. Catch pull. Snappy snare or lariat? Hmm. We deal with it all. Um, I use my catch pull more than any either of the two. Okay. Catch That's, pull it is. It and we have so many catch pulls like people selecting catch pull, and I guess I thought fewer people would would choose that one. So that's interesting. I mean, I use the snappy snares for cats, um, but, you know, if it's a big snake, I've used my catch pole for that. You know, I've used coming up and down stairs, 
the catch pole is a lot more control. So you're not having one drag you down or push you down the stairs. Sure. Um, so I think the catch pole is more versatile. Okay. Well, Fair. that is the pick of the litter. Pick of the litter brought to you by the Humane Roundup. I mean, the Humane <laughs> Education. Well, wow. Educators, educators of Texas. <laughs> you know, I'm Dot under com. the weather. I'm having an issue. It's hard to talk and breathe at the same time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. I I have to say, I really wish I could see the photos that you took from that case, Kelly. Does that make it weird? No. No, we get geeked out over the stuff that we're passionate about, you know, and, you know, us speaking for those animals, that's what it's all about. And the pictures tell a thousand words. I actually had a, it was a good size. It was probably a, I don't even know. I mean, it was, it was a big python. That's for sure. I couldn't tell what kind it was, but it was exactly the same. It was in a tub on the side of the road and it was melted. You could see yeah. the scales, but everything else was, was just, mel- it was crazy. Ooh, I got something to tell y'all. So the, that same night we're all getting slap happy, right? Cause you know, we work all day long and we're at about 11 o'clock at this point. I've mm. got two deputies with us and they are scared to death of snakes. And there was two um, r- red tail boas in these enclosures. And then I kind of saved them for last because I knew that they were going to be a little bit spicy because they hadn't been fed in a while. And my partner, he's, he's less than impressed with the snake world. So I was, I'm the geek in there and I'm, you know, me being five foot tall, this one enclosure was six foot off the ground. And so I find a ladder and I'm up there. I, you know, I threw on my, my frisking gloves, you know, just something to, you know, not make my hands so enticing. And I'm up on this ladder. And like I said, I'm, I'm six foot off the ground or, or my head is anyways. And I'm reaching into this enclosure and I've got both deputies and my my fellow officer right next to me. There was the smell was awful in this house. Well, what they were doing is they were using air fresheners to, you know, make it smell better. As I have my head in my arms in this enclosure, one of them timed, you know, air sprayers goes off right by my head. Oh. All you hear is. And I've got this snake by the head and it's starting to freak out in my arms. Both deputies left my butt and my <laughs> where all you could see is elbows and buttholes. And, <laughs> and I'm holding on to the snake and just waiting for the blood to spill because I had no idea what in the heck had just gotten a hold of my butt. And I look around and I'm like, y'all, but y'all left me. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? And I'm like, that was a cobra. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, about being left holding the bag. Yeah. So my, my trusty partners weren't so effective that night. <laughs> That's funny. Please tell me that there was body cam. Oh, I wish. I wish. Oh, not even on the deputies. <laughs> they, I think they might've turned them off by that point. I don't know. Oh Yeah. But yeah, that was, that was our funny for the night. And then as we're carrying one of the aquariums out is one of the heavier ones. And my partner was walking backwards. He's a lot taller. He's like six foot four. So we're kind of the odd couple when we're on the scene. 
and we're carrying this tank out and the deputy saw a ball roll into his path as he's stepping backwards well she goes to kick it and that floor was slick from that air freshener and she lands like a bucket of crap in the floor she's on her back looking up at the ceiling right behind him as he's getting ready to step backwards and I was like, y'all, we have got to get out of here. We're, we're, we're making like silly stuff, but I can, I can only imagine what that body cam footage would have looked like. You know, my whole goal in life is not end up on someone else's TikTok or have a meme made of me. <laughs> we had the makings of both all that night. <laughs> That's funny. That is oh. awesome. Well, it's just Kelly- crazy. Yeah, the different things that all of us are exposed to, the ideas of like how different, like this job is there are consistencies, but it's just so different everywhere you go. It's great to hear that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, <clears throat> Kelly, please reach out to us once <laughs> you have got some resolution to this case. And get you back on. Yeah. We need to get you back on. Cause I need to know what happens to the witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does she, does she make some potion so that, you know, it's some lie potion or truth telling potion. I don't know. I, I gotta know. And that was I funny. gotta know. The, the cauldron room had a black door and it said like, what was that friend from Shakespeare? Like bubble boil cauldron, you know, whatever that saying. Oh, written, double, double boil in trouble. Yeah. Maybe that was written in like chalk paint on the door. And I was like, we've got ourselves a poser y'all. <laughs> If you're gonna if you're gonna commit to it, I mean commit to it. But no, it's like I said, too many episodes of Viking were watched that in that household. I, oh, wow! Wow! <laughs> wow! That is a story. That is a story to tell. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for coming on. We really yeah. appreciate it, and you know, having you just share your side of things down there in Florida and stay in touch with the show. Uh, we definitely will be in touch if you want to come back and share some of the outcomes of that case. This was fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're excited. Thank to you. Have you. And as we do every time on the humane roundup podcast, we like to say thanks for listening and check us out on Facebook and Instagram under the humane roundup. You can find humane officer Bishop H Bishop and animal protection officer Daniel might have to change that soon. Um, I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing. We're also on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to like, share, and rate us. As Bishop likes to say, share and rate us. There's got to be a share and rate us out there somewhere. There in the is. Universe. I found yeah. her. We should get her on the show. Um, okay. Well, thanks again for listening and keep it humane. 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 <laughs> we killed it. <laughs> <laughs>